Good evening, Northside family. I do hope to share a few things with you to kind of hopefully encourage, inspire you. Um, I took a particular uh, scripture or note away from uh, Brother Doug's sermon this morning, and that was Ephesians 4, 1 through 4. Um, As a prisoner of the Lord, then I urge you to live life worthy of the calling you have received. Be completely humble and gentle and be patient, bearing with one another in love. Make every effort to keep the unity of the spirit through the bond of peace. There is one body, there is one spirit, just as you have all been called. I like that verse because it talks about unity. Unity. So, this evening, we're going to talk a little bit about that and how we come to reach unity in the body. Um, But I want to go about it probably a little bit a different way. I'm going to share a few scriptures with you. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Hmm, I didn't realize it was seven. Number of completion. That's a good thing. Um, And as I share these seven scriptures with you, I want you to see if you can figure out the theme or the overall message that, uh, 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 of my topic tonight. I'm going to give it to you. I'm not going to keep you, you know, just guessing. But I want to see just by me reading these scriptures. So I'm going to go through, I'm going to read them, and then I'm going to come back and we're going to talk about them a little bit. And then I'm going to let you know what we're really here to do and how we're going to achieve unity in Christ by understanding each other better as brothers and sisters in Christ, as believers. But having said that, first scripture, and I want you to be thinking about what, what's the common theme? What, what do you hear over and over again? And see if you can kind of guess the topic of my sermon. Um, Psalms 119, 125. Psalms 119, 125. I am your servant. Give me discernment. That I, may understand, that I may understand your statutes. Deuteronomy 32, 28. They are a nation without sense. There is no discernment in them. Proverbs 3, 21, 23. My child, don't lose sight of common sense and discernment. Hang on to them, for they refresh your soul. They will refresh your soul. They're like jewels on a necklace. They keep you safe on your way, and your feet will not stumble. Y'all picking up a theme yet? Yeah, I know some of y'all getting it. Proverbs 17, 24. A discerning person keeps wisdom in view, but a fool's eyes... Wander to the ends of the earth. Proverbs 18.15 The heart of the discerning acquires knowledge, for the ears of the wise seek it out. Proverbs 28.2 
When a country is rebellious, it has many rulers. But a ruler with discernment and knowledge maintains order. Last one, 1 Kings 3, 9. So give your servant a discerning heart to govern your people and to distinguish between right and wrong. For who is able to govern this great people of yours? Anybody pick up on it? What Discernment, hey, Sister Rose Shady, I like them people to talk out loud. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Discernment. Ding, 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 ding. Um, that's what we're going to be talking about tonight. Uh, and I'll give you my three points up front. I'm going to give them to you right up front. And then we're going to talk about them. And we're going to come back and we're going to talk about a few other things. Point number one. Discernment grows the body of believers. Discernment grows the body of believers. Point number two. Discernment heals and reveals Church hurts. Discernment can reveal and he- can heal and reveal church hurts. Last point, number three. Discernment enhances as you make intentional advancement toward Christ. Discernment enhances as you make intentional, intentional advancements toward Christ. So, you got discernment points right up front. Now we're going to go back and we're going to talk about it. Well, before I do that, I want to read you the definition. Discernment. Picked it up, you know, Webster's, you know. You can go right it there on the, on the website. Um, discernment. The ability to judge well. The quality of being able to grasp and comprehend what is obscure. Skill in discerning, perceiving, the act of perceiving or discerning something. What is the biblical meaning of discernment? It means to understand or know something through the power of the spirit. Includes perceiving true character of people, the source of meaning of a spiritual manifestation. Um, What do you call someone who has a discernment? This was under the definition as well. Astute, insightful. Knowledgeable, penetrating, perceptive, piercing, knowing, acute, bright, brilliant, clear-sighted, clever, critical, gnostic, ingenious, intelligent, judicious. Um, that's enough. You, you, you get the idea. Discernment. I just want to point out from a couple of the scriptures that I read. A couple of them, First Kings, Psalms 119. I am your servant. Give me discernment that I may understand your statutes. Here, right off the bat, we see that the psalmist, the individual who's writing this, has a mind of a servant. It says, I'm your servant. Open my understanding and enlighten me to be able to embrace your statutes and your doctrine." Why is discernment so important? Why would discernment be something that we should ascribe or seek out? Hmm. Maybe so we could lead God's people accurately, correctly, with a level of wisdom and insight that will help us arrive 
toward kingdom purposes versus our own. Just a thought. Um, how do we, I want to try to give you some practical ways of thinking about discernment. And we do it in our day-to-day lives, and sometimes I think we don't even take notice of it. But if I was to ask the question, if I was to ask you, and this is just in a practical daily setting, um, what are some ways that you can know that it's raining outside? Do you need to actually go outside in order to know that it's raining Could you not perceive, you ever been in your house, you hear raindrops falling on the roof, you know, and here in Kansas, you you, you definitely know when there's a hailstorm outside, because some of y'all run out and y'all get them vehicles, you make sure they get under the cover and get in the garage. But you don't actually have to go outside in order to know that it's raining, a practical way of discerning something. I could stand Inside, look out the window, see rain falling, and know that there's rain outside. I don't have to run out there in the hailstorm. I don't have to run out there in the rain in order to know that it's raining. Y'all follow me so far? Practical way. Discernment. Um, anybody ever heard the sound of a plane taking off? Know what a train sounds like coming down the track? You know? You, you don't have to, you know, stand in the middle of the train track, uh, pull your car in the middle of the train track to see the train, do you? You, you understand, clackety-clack, clackety-clack, there's a train coming. Practical ways of discernment. I'm, I'm going somewhere. I'm going somewhere. Stay with me. Stay with me. Another practical way of discerning. Um, any of y'all ever seen the expiration date on the milk carton in the, in the refrigerator? You know, do, do you have to take the milk carton out, chug, 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 you know, in order to know that the milk is spoiled, you can kind of sniff it, you know. That's some spoiled milk. Practical ways of discerning. I can smell it. Don't smell right. Probably not going to taste right. Not going to be right in my stomach. Not going to be right for me. Practical ways of discernment. Can y'all see where I'm going with this? Right here in the body. How do we discern some things among ourselves. Um, Last one. This is still on the the smelling tip. Anybody in here have very sensitive noses? You can smell. Man, you can sniff out stuff. You you don't have to raise your hand, but you do. Okay, you do? Good. good. Um, You you ever smelled perspiration? You know, somebody working out, they run alongside of you. Whoo! You can smell them from a distance. You're like, man, you, you, you've been working out pretty good, huh? You might want to get to the shower. Is there a difference between some, you know, a, a, a perspiration smell and a downright smell of filth, poor hygiene? You ever run across somebody just poor? There's a difference between perspiration smell and, man, you, you're just filthy. You, you need to wash your behind. <laughs> y- y'all follow me? Practical ways of discerning things, Okay. Now, discernment within family, friends, co-workers, church folks. How do we use discernment with our family, with our friends, with our fellow brothers and sisters in Christ? Here's some of the ways, and I'm not saying that you are guilty of this, 
Some of you are. And those of you who are, you know who you are. Some of us are very aggressive in our discernment skills. We can have a very critical spirit. Um, we give off a certain aroma. Like we're trying to sniff out wrong all the time. Trying to figure out, man, I don't really appreciate the way that you delivered that sermon. I don't really appreciate that some of the things that you said from that pulpit, that wasn't even necessary. You just got a very critical spirit. You, you give off a aroma that is very judgmental, very um, preachy. You, you think you're teaching, but, but you're really being judgmental. None of y'all fall in that category. None of y'all would do that. No. But you ever known somebody who gives off that kind of aroma, uh, aroma? They give off that kind of smell. Or maybe their energy just emanates negativity, um, nervous energy. You ever some, you run across somebody who, who their, their, their energy, they're just nervous, fearful all the time. Can you discern things like that amongst your, the body of believers? I'm going to get to the good stuff, y'all. I really am. It ain't going to be all negative. But sometimes we need to recognize and be able to discern that some people are naturally you know, acclimated toward giving off negative energy or just nervous energy or energy that is inconsistent with being a follower of Christ. Discernment. Um, sometimes when I'm describing things to people, I try to think, put things on a, on a spectrum. Um, that if, I, if that, you know, the, the, those individuals are really critical I would put that on the, they're very aggressive, you know, aggressively critical Christians. You know, they're very aggressive about sharing their opinions and they, they, they don't shy away from letting you know. And then you have some individuals who are on the opposite end of that spectrum. They're very passive. Well, brother, sister, I, I just don't know. I just don't know we, we, that we should be addressing that. We just need to love everybody. Maybe, maybe, maybe we don't need to talk about that. They're, they're passive. You, on one end of the spectrum and the other. Why, why y'all laughing at me? Y'all know this happens, don't you? Y'all know something very passive. They don't want to address things. You want to call it out according to what the scripture says. And then we have individuals who are, are lukewarm. They straddle the fence. Man, I, I, I don't know. I think I'd rather deal with, you know, the passive or the aggressive than the lukewarm. The lukewarm frustrates me. You know, just a flip of a coin. You don't know what you're going to get. You know, they can't make a decision to save their life. One minute they're on this side, one minute they're on that side. Yeah, yeah, y'all know what I'm talking about. Yeah, some of your political opinions, you know, some, some of your, your opinions regarding. We're just talking about unity in Christ. How do we become unified in Christ? By using discernment. What I try to coach people to move toward from being very aggressive or passive or even passive aggressive. Y'all know some passive aggressive people. They walk around with a frown on their face, always irritated, slamming doors, but never address or never express what's really going on. Brother, sister, you, you, you walk around like you sucking on a lemon every day. Is there something going on with you? That ain't none of your business. You know, <laughs> I just want to tell you, they passive aggressive. They don't ever want to address the issue. They just want to be passively aggressive. And then you have individuals who, this is where, I think where we should strive to be. 
is assertive for Christians. Assertive. Assertive Christians, this is the kind of um, discernment that they portray and they, they give off. They give off appropriate energy. They are prayer warriors. Anybody got any prayer warriors in your corner? You know people who know how to get a prayer through. Can you discern individuals who have an active prayer life? I can call this one. I can say this one. I can say, anybody know Justin Abraham? Justin Abraham know how to pray, don't he? (laughs) Justin Abraham pray a lot, don't he? Anybody, if you know Justin Abraham, he knows how to get a prayer through. And he's serious. He's sincere. Discerning how to be unified in the body, discerning how to recognize individuals who have a personal relationship with their creator and it's evident by the way that they walk. Justin Abraham carries himself in a very assertive way. He's he's humble with it, but he's pretty assertive. He don't play around with his prayers. Brother, what can I pray for you? What can can we pray about? Let's pray right now. First time he did that with me, I was like, we're going to do it right here? Just in the lobby for everybody? He's serious about what he, what he does. Some of us need to be more discerning on how to be utilized by God in such a way. Maybe your thing isn't praying, but God does have something that he wants to utilize in you in order to encourage, to inspire, to grow the body, to be more unified. I'm kind of upbeat kind of guy. Can y'all tell that? I like to encourage people. I'm an encourager. That, that's one thing that God has given. Sister, it's going to be all right. Brother, it's going to be all right. I know it don't feel good right now. But trust me when I say God has not left you. He has not moved away from you. If anything, you have stepped away from him (laughs) to encourage, to inspire. I I see some of you guys do that. Some of y'all are pretty good at it. Some of y'all need to grow and be better. I I spent some time, you know, Wednesdays with Will. So these are good people down here. Y'all raised some good kids, grandkids. They, They inspire and encourage each other. Through play, through fun, through scripture reading. Hey, man, we don't want to do that. You know, that, that's going to get us in trouble. Ways of discerning how we can encourage each other and inspire each other as Christians in the body. Um, other attributes of assertive Christians who know how to use discernment. They're slow to condemn or speak from a flesh point of view. They're very cautious about the words that come off their lips. Matter of fact, they want to pray and ask God to deliver the words that they offer to other people before moving and operating out of the flesh. Another good way of discerning individuals who you sit next to on Sunday morning, Sunday evening, maybe you even have a coworker but being able to discern people who are assertive and intact and in sync in regards to allowing God to use them. Um, oh, man, I skipped over this one. Yeah, let, let, me, let me just go back. I told you, yeah, yeah, y'all got you, you. You get the discerning part of it, how to discern people who, you know, 
are for Christ, those who are pretending to be for Christ, and, and those who are lukewarm, they can't make up their mind. But sometimes we can just do too much. We, we're overdoing. We're overconfident. We overstate. We overthink. We overblink. We overtalk. Bottom line, we can just sometimes do too much. Do you ever have a, you have a meter that you recognize you're doing too much? You know, you're saying too much, you're being too much, you're just too big, <laughs> see? And if you don't have that meter that kind of helps God, do you have somebody in your life that can tap you on the, hey, brother, hey, sister, I use this analogy from time to time. I grew up in the Baptist church, and back in the day, you know, the ladies, older ladies, they used to wear slips with their dresses. And sometimes they'd have that skirt and they slip would be hanging. Y'all don't know nothing about this. Y'all, do any of y'all know? Yeah, yeah. And you, you, you see a sister, you know, and they slip was hanging. Say, and you tap on her and say, hey, sister, your, your slip is hanging. And, and it depends on what kind of sister she was. What you doing looking at my slip? You ain't got no business looking at my lip. Then nobody asked you to bring that, point that out. <laughs> I, hey, I'm just trying to help you from tripping over your feet. You know, you, your skirt was going to be around your ankles in a few minutes. Yeah. <laughs> I don't, that's just me. Sometimes we need people to tell us when our slip is hanging, when, 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 when we're kind of off center. And, and don't be so harsh when somebody, because they're doing it because they love you, because they're your brother and sister in Christ. They want to encourage you, inspire you to get it right instead of walking around wrong. You know, That's what we need to do. And we need to be able to do it in such a way that we're not so thin skinned. Discernment, using discernment. Maybe God is sending this person your way to tap you on the shoulder, to give you some feedback because there's something that God is wanting to do in and with and through you. And if you don't hear it from another brother and sister in Christ, because God has been trying to tell you all along, but your your, your sensitivities, your your spiritual acuiteness is not what it needs to be because you spend too much time in the world. You spend too much time feeding yourself things that are inconsistent with what scripture says it should be. Okay. I told you I was going to get to the points. I don't even know what time we in. What time we in? Somebody speak it out loud. It's okay. I, I'm, come on now. Really? We don't go to seven. What time? For, for real? Thank you. Thank you. Okay. Thank you. Okay. I got a few more minutes. We ain't going to go to six. We ain't, we ain't going to, because I got three more points and I'm going to break down these points. I told you point number one. Discernment grows the body of believers. Will, what do you mean when you say discernment, how discernment can grow the body of believers? This is how. Maturity, spiritual maturity begins with learning and discerning. You have to put yourself in a position where you're open to learn, to receive. If your heart, your mind, and your spirit is closed to picking up new information that somebody could share with you, you, you I, I can almost guarantee you your spiritual maturity is, is going to be nil. It, 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 you, you, you will not become a spiritual warrior by having a lack, an extreme lack of discernment. Maturity, spiritual maturity begins with learning and discerning. Open your heart, your minds to discern and to learn how to be more Christ-like. What is another way in which discernment grows the body? 
knowing and recognizing and discerning who is safe to confide in and share your hurt, your habits, your hangups, your CR money. Okay, everybody don't need to know your business. And if you don't know how to discern that, you can set yourself up for some serious hurt. Just like you can discern if it's raining without going out in the rain, you should be able to discern when somebody has diarrhea of the mouth and they run their mouth and they tell they talk to everybody. You, you ever run to somebody that they tell they tell anything they know. They couldn't keep a secret if somebody put you, you, well, you get the point. Everybody don't need to know what you got going on. Discernment can can keep you from oversharing some of your secrets, your struggles with individuals who don't know how to be good stewards of your vulnerability. You don't need to offer up everything to everybody. Learn to see who knows how to get a prayer through. Learn and watch and discern who has a serious relationship with their creator. Discernment grows the body of believers by understanding Sometimes my left hand is all you need to see because <laughs> you would know what to do with the right hand. If I gave you right, you see, another way of saying the same thing, learning who is trustworthy, who can honor and respect what you bring to them. Point number two. Discernment heals and reveals church hurts. How so, Will? Spiritually discerning believers aren't easily offended. I'm going to say that one more time. Spiritually discerning believers aren't easily offended. Why is that? Because when you're really spiritually discerning and you run across somebody who has a a critical spirit or, or let's say that they just misstate because they just don't know what they don't know. When you're really spiritually mature and you have some discernment, you can stop and ask God, God, what, 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 what was that about? You know better than I do. Now, you know me, Lord. I'm pretty thin skinned. I don't like people just talking and saying anything. And God knows you in that way. Slow down and ask God if it is really appropriate and, and reasonable for you to be, oh, I almost said the wrong thing, mm, all caught up, <laughs> you know, um, with yourself. You know, so sometimes you, you can get certain things in creases and crevices in parts of your body that don't need to be. Just because you're thinking about it the wrong way. Slow down. Ask God, why am I so quick to be offended by this brother and sister? Maybe it's an opportunity to see if that individual is teachable, coachable, trainable. Maybe they just don't know what they don't know. And they are desiring to know how to not insert their foot in their mouth every time they speak. Or maybe they have no desire and they just like being critical. But a spiritually discerning person
will not be so offended when they know how to go back to God and ask for perspective. Does that make sense? Point made. Y'all, y'all, y'all get that one. Uh, another way in which discernment heals and reveals church hurts. Spiritually discerning believers, well, I, and I said this earlier, they see opportunities to train, coach, and teach others how to implement healthier behaviors. But you have to be very discerning. Some people, are, they don't desire to learn. And that if that is true and you pick up on that, maybe you can do more praying for that individual than you can trying to train and teach them if their heart, their mind, and their spirit is not open to receiving. Does that make sense? You can save yourself some frustrations. Just discern. How do I know, Will? How do I know if they desire? Well, number one, did they come and ask you? Or are you volunteering? Are you going to them? Hey, you look like you need to learn this because I've watched you mess this up several occasions. That's probably somebody who's not really interested in your input and your advice and your feedback. If they didn't come, and even if they do come to you, you need to be able to discern and what kind of spirit and what, what, where they're molded. Well, hey, sister, I heard you had a problem with me. Somebody told me you didn't like the way I did. They ain't open to being coachable, teachable, and trainable. They trying to start some mess. They want to be messy. You, it would behoove you to slow down. <laughs> and you probably can do more praying for that brother and sister than you can engaging with them. Is this all right? Y'all picking up this? Is this okay? This is like, this is the last time we're going to ask this brother to speak. That's okay. I, I'm, I'm going to say it while I can. I'm going to say it while I can. <laughs> Um, point number three, discernment enhances as you make intentional advancement toward Christ. Why is that? Ask God what to discern and how and what to do with what you learn. Ask God. When we were looking at these particular scriptures, they ask, I'm your servant. Give me discernment that I may understand your statutes. So give your servant a discerning heart to govern your people and distinguish between what right and wrong. First Kings three and nine. Proverbs three twenty one. My child, don't lose sense. Don't lose sight of common sense. You know, it's, it, it, common sense ain't so common now. Use some common sense. It ain't that hard. God has given you common sense. Not only is he giving you common sense, he's giving you some discernment. Put it to use. Ask God how and what to do with what he's revealing to you. If God don't give you permission to go and talk to that brother and sister, then don't go, be obedient to what God tells Uh-uh, I didn't tell you to do that, Will. Mm-mm, mm-mm, they, they're not ready. They're not ready. They're not ready. And furthermore, you trying to go ahead of me, I'm going to deal with you, Will. Because you got a haughty spirit. You, you, you want to set some order and set somebody right and, you know, smack some act right in somebody. And I ain't giving you permission to do that. Ask God what to do with what he reveals to you. Discernment enhances as you make intentional advancement toward Christ. Make a practice of discerning what's informing or alarming your spirit. If your spirit is all caught up and you don't and you 
you can't understand, you, 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 you know, you got some turmoil, you, 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 you're just not feeling right, you're feeling confused. I, I'm pretty sure that's not coming from God. If you overly confused about it and you, you, you're stirred up, you want to do too much, you wanted to say too much, that's probably coming from the enemy. And it's not going to move you closer to Christ. Use some discernment there. Last point on the last point is this. Discernment enhances as you make intentional advancement to Christ. When you become vulnerable with God about your lack of discernment, when you become vulnerable, offer up to God the truth of the matter. God, I don't know. And I'm pretty frustrated, but I know you do. Offer it up to God. Stop compartmentalizing it. Stop thinking that you got it all figured out. Be vulnerable in your relationship with your creator. To be vulnerable will stretch you beyond your comfort zone. If you're comfortable and you're not being stretched, there's probably some work for God and you to do together. Become vulnerable with God about your lack of discernment, your lack of trusting God to do what only he can do. All right. Hey, we're going to get out early tonight. <laughs> Y'all can get three points. Discernment grows the body of believers. Discernment heals and reveals church hurts. Discernment enhances as you make intentional advancement toward Christ. Um, I hope this was seen in something that you could take and, and tuck away and, and allow it to inform you because God does call us to be unified in the body. And we have a wonderful opportunity right here at Northside to lock arms and to make a difference in this building, but more importantly, outside the building. And guess what? You don't learn how to get good at discerning and learn how to be good at being unified without having some things to test you. You're going to be tested. We've had a lot of, you know, medical concerns, a lot of death, a lot. God is calling us to be a body of believers who will trust him first in everything we do. I would be remiss if I didn't leave you with Matthew 6.33. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added unto you. Make first things first. Our first thing should be learning how to be more unified with our creator. Is that all right? Okay, so how we in? We, some, some, any of y'all, I think all of y'all, y'all pretty much know who God is. Any, any of y'all need to go up here in this baptism? You got some things you need to confess, some things you need, some blessing and some laying some hands on? <laughs> Stop it. Okay. Y'all know what I'm saying. I love you guys. I appreciate this opportunity. Um, I don't know. I ain't never here on, Wednesday, on Sunday either. How we in? I can do it right here? And we can close it out and it's done? All right, well, let's do that. <laughs> Dear Father, we come tonight thanking you, God, for 
knowing who you are to God, we thank you first and foremost to God for you acknowledging who we are to you. And so much so that you gave your son to, to sacrifice and to die on the cross. God, we love you. We desire to be in a deeper relationship with you. And we pray to God that you would go with us and, and, and just take care of us throughout the week, dear God, that our hearts and our minds may lie in sync with you and that we would die to our individual desires, dear God, and that we would be more discerning, dear God, more open to being coachable, teachable, trainable, dear God, in order for us to offer up our hurts, our habits, and our hangups in such a way that we learn how to be a testimony of who you are to us in order that we can bring glory to you. We thank you. We love you. Keep us, O oh Lord, until we come to this appointed time and place again. It's in your blessed son, Jesus Christ's name we pray. Amen.